Welcome to episode 238 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, welcome along to episode 238 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? Good. You gave your throat a little clear yeah, there, but it, it didn't, didn't quite work. No, I went for the big clear. I even had like a strip sauce beforehand, but mm. oh well. I'm not as bad as what I could be. That's true. It's, it's encouraging, isn't it? it? Is. What are you about to, mate? Just trucking along. Kitties event of the weekend, we'll talk about all that stuff later. Oh, you had the kitties event? event. Success? Good, it was all good. Oh, it's huge success apparently. And what about your sports day? Give us a very brief... Oh, no, it didn't go ahead. I don't know. No, I had to postpone it. Uh, I'll tell you about that later on. Okay. Yeah, slightly disappointing, but I'll tell you about that later on. Um, I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com Oh, get the coffee because... For those people in the winter seasons, you need something to warm yourself up. This is correct. Yes. Athletes.com. Social networking for endurance athletes. And xendurance.com. Hey, if it helps with recovery, it's got to make you faster. That's right. Yes. Okay, this week's show, we've got some news. We've got an age group of the week. We've got the websites that we delayed from last week on this week. Which and, I, and I've actually done my piece. I looked at them this time. They're pretty interesting, interesting websites, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then Coach's Corner, what are you doing, mate? Uh, we had a question... I think it was almost a year ago. From, uh, well, I did read the question. I did yeah. think, wow, when, wow, that was a long time ago. From uh, the, the Mountain Snail, John nice. Hancock, and just about a question on coaching youth and stuff. So I was just going to share some experiences that we had. too, John, because you had your kids triathlons. That's right. Yes, very good. And then we've got a couple of questions and answers at the end. Okay, news is proudly brought to you by xtry.com. Check out xtry for the latest news, reviews, and interviews with the stars. And John, well, the big, we've got a couple of results from the weekend, but we're going to talk about Ultraman first it's a big race and it seems to be getting better coverage than what it used to obviously with the internet the way it well, is they, they, they seem to be using things like twitter see so they had an, an ongoing twitter feed oh, right. and i think they must have got anyone who was associated with the race to be in that feed so yep. you've got lots of different tweets Very from clever. lots of different, yeah so it's kind of a good way of using social networking to get the message out there really mm. but i mean triathlete magazine were covering it quite well and slow twitch were covering it um even better and uh, the race was held over the last three days just finished up and you know you would have picked Jonas Colton going into day three to, to easily take it. He had a, a good lead. He's a strong swimmer. He's won there a couple of times before. I think he set a new course record on the bike, um, but had some sickness issues on the run. Yeah, and pulmonary just, lung problems. Yeah. So, so yeah. He, he faded and, and fell down into second place. Um, but still, when he lost by, I think it was a, a bit of a struggle to hold on to pull, third. Pull up those, pull up those results, and we can okay, have, have a bit of a squeeze. Pull up the results. But well, an Australian fella um, came through on the run and had a great run. Six. 6.31 for the run which is a, which is a good time and uh, ended up finishing in 20, rocks. 21.55 ok so I was reading up about the race and I was saying he lives in Cairns mm-hmm. and when he goes swimming in Cairns he has to have someone on croc watch oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised he even goes swimming out there. Oh, that's man. Yeah. I know, that's motivation, isn't it? You see a croc, that's going to make you do some swim exactly. reps. Exactly. <laughs> but no, you're right, Jonas Golding did have to fight for second place. Um, two minutes ahead of Slater Fletcher, who um, I think Gordo might coach, and I think he's done Kona, I think he did Exeter. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Gordo mentioned him, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, so he's done a whole, and he's, he's still fairly new to it, so... Good racing on the guys side of things. Well, I think what Jonas did was he knew he knew the race was out for one, <coughs> and he was struggling with his infection. So he went to run walk, and he said it actually made him feel strong at the end, which was a good strategy. So hold run on walk. 
Oh, run more, okay? So it's, the, it's the tomb of the future, John. It is. And then uh, in third place, Slater Fletcher. In fourth, Alexandra Ribeiro, who's won a couple of times there before, I believe. Um, he came through after a fairly disappointing first two days and came home in a 6.59. I think he was sick the whole time. He was spewing up the whole time. Good on him so, for knuckling, yeah. through it, knuckling through. But the girls' race was really five. interesting. That's, that's just true. Mm. They're, all, they're all, no, they're not all old, but I mean, 35 for first, 37 for second, yeah, 33, not young. 45, with fourth place, 28. Um, We've got a 29 year old as well. So a couple of, couple of under 30s in the top four, but a 46 year old in ninth place. But the girls' race was really interesting because uh, normally you, you have one girl completely dominating the dojo, and that's been Shana Armstrong the last few times. But this year you really had three girls. Um, Pretty close. I mean, at the end there was sort of about thirty-five minutes or so um, spreading them out, but that's that's well, pretty close for ultimate. It was actually really close between two and three. Mm. So three minutes between Hillary and, and Armstrong. So Amber Monfort um, went out there and set a course record, and not only did she set a course record, she obliterated. It was one one hour thirty-eight. That's huge. Yeah, and it did sound like they had good conditions for the ride, but, but still, one hour thirty-eight. That's huge. Yeah, and, and a top four woman actually got under the old yeah. record. So yeah. yeah, so big. You know. Really good racing. <coughs> Hilary Biscay, first time up there, uh, had to run tough and ran a 7.55 to hold on to second place by about three minutes from Shana Armstrong. Well, they were saying, uh, Hilary was saying it's the first time she's ever had IV yeah. and she was blaming Armstrong, saying, well, you made me run too hard, so yeah. stop that behaviour. So she would have, <laughs> I guess she would have been getting split there because she, she would have been behind Shana Armstrong, she would have known the gap and she would have just had to bury the final stage of the run just to make sure that, you know, that three-minute buffer was uh, maintained. So it's uh, it's good that the event's getting a little more coverage. There's no prize money or anything at this event, but I guess, you know, guys like Jonas uh, use it for, the, for their marketing, and, um, you know, you can call yourself the Ultraman World Champion. But well, that's what Gordo did, wasn't it? You know, got a lot of good PR out of it, which, you know, you've got to do with these things, don't you? Okay, we also had... There was also one other comment on the, I, on the first day when uh, a guy, Martin Franklin... He uh, struggled his way through the swim leg um, and was barely able to complete the 90-mile bike ride. He crossed the finish line in 11 hours, 59 minutes and 59 seconds, wow. one second inside the cutoff time. Wow. I'm not, not sure if he carried on with the rest of the race, but he just made it on day one. Oh, that's pretty impressive. Okay, Ironman Cosimo, we had that on last weekend as well, and the results were confusing, actually. If you go to the Ironman website, it's a little bit confusing what happened. Oh, you know, you just put it in pro and then it, it, it filters out those few age groupers. There's a few age groupers sort of coming in first, second, third because yeah. um, they timing problems, time, timing issues. But um, yeah, it's, from, from what I've heard, it was a very, very hot day. I had a couple of guys racing there. I haven't had much of a chat to them yet, but one of them did say it was ridiculously hot on the run. And the run splits, when you look at them, uh, do indicate that it was it was. Not not fast run times. Andy Potts came home in a two fifty two. If you click on that one, uh, uh, came home in a two fifty two. Yvonne Van Vlerken, uh, I believe, was only about a three fourteen, and she's you know she's a, a sub three hour hour girl on on her day. So yeah, it was good to see some some good racing. So Andy Potts. Uh, Apparently, all four guys came off the bike. They Around did. The five guys, top five guys. And what, what was interesting other. is Potts was up the road, obviously out of the swim, swam 45 minutes, which is um, which is what you expect from him. Um, and then there were a couple of other guys that were, were about three minutes down when I saw the the athlete ticker or whatever it's called, tracking, and uh, with about 80 k's to go on the ride, and they rode up to Potts, and, you, and you're right, there was four or five of them came off the bike together. Eduardo Sturler was one of them, Oscar Galindez, so he's a great runner on his day, um, Andy Potts, and there was somebody else as well. Um, poor old uh, Galindez faded with a 3 hour 26 to fall down to 12th place, but Andy Potts, 252, 8.15.57, is uh, second Ironman win for the season.
Well, good old Potts is a Dominion Dojo on a girl side of things there. Oh, so I'm going to give him the second, third, and fourth bit of luck. Oh, okay, oh, Michael Lovato. I was sort of leading in, like, <laughs> oh, trying to lead you in there. Because what, what, what happened was, I got, someone sent through the results, and they must have they'll copy a paste with the stuffed up age group. Yeah. And I was thinking, whoa, someone ran a 239. I'd never yeah. heard of this guy before. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's impressive. Potts only got, like, fifth. And I was like, wow, yeah. what's happening with Potts? And and then, so I've been, I don't, I've been confused. You, you've, been, you've been thrown. Michael Lovato is second, which is a great race for him, an 822. Yeah. And Eduardo Sterler, uh, you know, hung on for third and eight twenty four. And Axel Zeebrook, who was my pick from last week, um, managed fourth place. I thought he, yeah, it's a good steady race. But I thought he might. Well, uh, it's touch quite me. interesting, you know. Potts took it out by seven minutes, but then there's kind of a constant flow of athletes, really, about two or three minutes behind each other, right down to well, pretty much the rest of the day, really. Look at that. I mean, yeah, it's eight forty six for tenth place. It's a reasonably quick course, but that's quite a quick time for a tenth place in an Ironman. Rudd Kabiki was in tenth place, so not a good day for him because he was uh, defending champion, I think. And um, not, yeah, not too bad a field. Okay, well, Yvonne uh, had a good race. Came in first, and then who came in second, John? Uh, can you Tyler Stewart? So they basically Von Van Vlerken and Tyler Stewart were were well down after the swim. Um, swam fifteen six and fifty nine minutes respectively. They eventually rode their way to the front of the field um, as the ride progressed and just sort of got there coming off the bike. And then, uh, as you'd expect, Yvonne Van Vlerken ran away with it. But as I said, only a 3.13, which is not quick for her, for a finish time of 9.07. OK, well, Dr Amanda Stevens came in at third. With an awesome swim, 46.48, which wow. is only a minute um, or down so on down on pots and coming out with the guys like Stephen Bayliss and what have you. So one thing that... What I, happened to Bayliss? So that was one thing that uh, you, you know you're noticing more and more with these pro races is if we scroll down the number of did not starts is is fairly big. Yeah. You know, like last week we were talking about Catlin Snow, um, Kate Major, Kate Major McKenzie, yeah, all those guys you know all entered. Um, Balabalis, Paul, that did, did, didn't even start. So it's not like they didn't Paul finish. Amy, they and they're good names, aren't they? Exactly. You know, and what, what's ironic really is if you go on the Ironman website this week, all the interviews are with the people who didn't start. Yeah. Because <laughs> they had an interview with Didi Grasbauer. Um, Kate Major didn't finish. Yeah, so, so. it's um I, I am going to be intrigued to see what they do about this because on the ITU um you get penalised if you enter a race and if you pull out you know close to the race and it's hard because it's so hard for the racers to market their races and actually get their PR right if athletes just don't rock up or just enter and, and really know they're not going to turn up. So can you blame um, the athletes in this situation because well, it's like you blame. Well, well, the problem is they've created this system where you can enter in your race now. Mm. So you might think to yourself, okay, well, I'll plot out my season. And then, you know, things change. I'm sure they'll probably let the race directors know they're not going to turn up. Yeah, well, I guess that's a thing. You know, if you, if you did it within a couple of weeks, you should know what you're doing a couple, yeah. couple of weeks yeah. out. And yeah. then you can be you should be removed from, from the list and then there wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if they... Who knows? We don't, maybe the athletes aren't in the wrong here, and they have, as you said, notified them they're still on the result list. So yeah. Anyway, it uh, sounds like it's a, it's it's a nice race, nice and scenic, but it did sound like it was fairly toasty this year. Okay, well, we've got Ironman Western Australian coming up this weekend, and before we kind of look at the at the race list, uh, the big topic of the week is really Mitch Anderson is racing as an age grouper. Now he won the race in two thousand and five, and there's a bit of controversy around it because some people feel well he shouldn't be racing as an age grouper moving forward because he's a previous winner and. And, you know, he's still obviously a good athlete. Did you read the piece that was on about it? Oh, it was sent a while ago, so I probably did then, but you can you can paraphrase. I, I didn't actually course. write notes on it, but at the end of the day, um, 
it, it seems that Kona is the motivation for him. Right. And um, and as a pro now, he doesn't think he can be a Kona qualifier. Mm-hmm. But also, realistically, he's working 30 hours a week. He's studying to be a doctor or something within right. the medical profession. You know, he's working pretty much full-time, full-time work and study. And... You know, he had an injury earlier this year. I think he pulled his hamstring off the bone in January. Right. So when this article was Soft. written, <laughs> when this article was written, which was probably a few months ago now, he was only running 45 minutes. So realistically, he's probably not going to be in shape to win the race. Mm-hmm. But then I have to admit, in the article now, I've got the article somewhere up here. Where is it? Uh, is it Mitch Anderson? Someone on November the 15th actually said, well, they don't care if he races age group or pro, but make his mind up because he raced the Shepherd and Half Ironman as a pro last mm. uh, last weekend. So uh, in, in the article, he says he will race some races in the open. So if he goes to road, he'll race as an open. Um, and there's a strong man in Japan as well that yeah. he'll race as an open. So, you know, obviously if he can get some money there, it's good. Um, but in Australia, he's going to race as an age grouper. I agree with that post by there. Um, you're either one way or the other. Yep. You know, you either race pro or you race age group. And you know, as long as there's a reasonable sort of stand down period, it's, there's no defining number out there in any rules or anything. But I agree that you you, you, can't, you can't just flick flick between the two. So you it's think you got you got you got to stick with the one. If you're going to be age group, you're age grouper. Yeah, yeah. totally. So it was interesting that it sounds like the decision came just from what he said in his article. That the decision really came from the fact that you know getting to Kona's his buzz really, and he's got an eleventh I think as a pro is his best result. But um, you know he wants to keep going to Kona, and so as a pro that's not really realistic under the lifestyle he has now. So he's racing as an age grouper. So in the article he does say you know look there are some races our races open, and mm. you know so we'll see what happens in that front, but. Uh, interesting, isn't it? It is. They probably need to come up with some some sort of ruling on that. Yeah. Somehow. Because he's only 36, but he does mention that, you know, he's not like a crowy kind of league. So, you know, mm. so yeah, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because, you know, your argument is always if you're working full-time, you're not a pro. It's true. <coughs> so yeah, I agree with that. You agree with that, don't you, John? So, okay, we've got well, Pikes, the race. Pikes um, Ironman Western Australia website because they have uh, the start list up there in order with the pros up the top there so we can actually see what's going on. And also, the other is quick um, race we're going to talk about is uh, the, the 70.3 Asia Pacific Champs, which also had their pro list. So, oh, thumbs up to I'll you guys. Yep. Okay, well, who have we got racing in Western Australia? Patrick Verno, defending champion, always seems to race like a man possessed when he goes to Australia. He does, he, doesn't he? he just, you know, I'm in Australia and I'm in Western Australia. He just always seems to go. But so he had a great road uh, two years ago, didn't he? He did, yeah. and, he, and he's had several top tens in Kona as well. So he's a good all-round athlete. So I think you have to put money on him. Scott and Yeti gave him a really good push in one of the recent races. I can't remember if it was Australia um, this year or, or fairly recent, but um, you know, on his day, Scott and Yeti seems to have uh, plenty in. Pete Jacobs, he was he was didn't sound like he's been up to a huge amount. No. So, but he, you know. He's probably the fastest out of all these athletes. He's got the highest Kona finish, and maybe Patrick Verno that rope performance. Maybe yeah, because he, was a little bit he beat, beat Pete that day, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. But you know, you have to say that um, Pete is one of the fastest athletes in the world now. So if he's on form, he sh- he should be very very close. Well, yeah, but based on our talk from a few weeks ago, he hadn't been training a lot. So no. maybe this is just tick the box so he gets to Kona next year. Mm-hmm. And then you've really just after that you've got the the usual. Aussie, Aussie fellas Luke Bell it's just going to be really interesting to see what happens and he got talked up so much so many years ago and he hasn't been doing a lot the last few years uh, the last good Ironman I can recall was when he went head to head with Cameron Brown and, yeah. and he had a great day then oh that was amazing yeah. so and good old Jason Shortis of course he's there 
and it's more or less it. Oh, you got good old Kit Stokes from the UK. Nice. Go Kit. Go Kit. Uh, the girl side of things, Rebecca Keat. Um, who else we got here, John? And what then got? really, it's just a it's, it's a bunch of Aussies. Oh, you also got Lucy Zealand Vakova, but you'd really have to say Rebecca Keat should, um, you know, just prance away with that. Kate Balaraqua. Joe Carrot. Joe Carrot. Uh, and that's about all the names. And then Guy Crawford, number thirty-four. Go, you good nice. Thing. Oh, that's a bit stink, but isn't it? Because guys racing as a pro, but they go main pros up to 20 and then they put the chicks in then they go down to the, the rest of the male pros <laughs> which is kind of poor guy poor guy uh, you show them but guy you show them guy you let your racing do the talking yeah what about old Hotchkiss that's a great name this is his first Ironman or not he's a pretty decent athlete guy yeah no, yeah, he goes good over half yeah so I think he's got a pretty good chance of winning it yes <laughs> that's my prediction guy you're taking it out that's love right. your work okay then what else we've got coming up we've got Iron Iron Punta, first year racing over in uh, Uruguay. I remember talking about this. Um, no, is this a chance, is it? Oh, no, no, no. no, no, no. This one's uh, a new iron distance race, so if you're keen to go and do a race in Uruguay, check it out for next year, but it's on this weekend. And yeah, we've also got the 70.3. Now, I couldn't pull up the results for this, John. It's not a result. Oh, I mean, so the, uh, the the PDF didn't work. i try try again. Oh, D- okay. Persevere. But anyway, it doesn't matter too much if you don't, it doesn't come up. But anyway, the Asia Pacific. I'm trying again. That's my job. The Asia Pacific 70.3 oh, champs are... Uh, on this weekend, oh, and <laughs> are they are they really an Asia Pacific champ? Are you? I mean, it's the field there is. I, I guess you've got to, They've got to persevere. And well, get I suppose it out the question there. is, is what is the pathway? So, so at the moment, they really it doesn't, just, it doesn't seem enter. very well defined. I think there is open entry. I think at say the New Zealand Half Ironman champs, which is not a WTC event, but I think they invited people who performed okay there to go along. So I think. Give them, we'll give them a bit of time, um, and hopefully it does build up to something really good. But this first year, it really is more more a case of it seems to be just another seventy point three race. But the question I have is for these races here, Asia Pacific Champs. Now, where is this race? In Phuket. Phuket. Is this is this normally a big race? Well, interesting you say that because last weekend they have the, the traditional Laguna Phuket Triathlon. Yep. What you got? If, second if we remember back to 1998 yeah. or nine, Peter, Peter Reid took him down. Yeah, you may have heard of Peter Reid, but probably heard more of John Newsom. And um, that's a great race, and that was on last weekend. And initially, I was thinking, oh, this is not going to work. You know, you have just, two just wait races. Second, just wait. I'm, I'm, no, I'm interrupting. Yeah. But how great was that day for you, John? Well, it was great. Peter Reid still. He's still having nightmares about it. He, he still is. <laughs> no, seriously, on a serious note, when you came in in front of Peter Reid, were you just loving it? Uh, I was loving that, but I was more loving that I had an awesome day, and it was basically the culmination of a, probably the best period of racing I'd had in my life. Yeah. Um, went to Hong Kong, won an, um, a good race there, um, finished off in the season of France, won several races, and then went there. And so it was just had a bloody great day. Kept up with him on the bike, and then ran away from him. And it was also probably my biggest payday I'd ever had. Oh, what? How much you get? No, it was like two and a half, three thousand US, something like that. Which is not a lot. So the end of that was good. What were you thinking the next season then? Because obviously you're you're on a roll now, aren't you? I retired after that. I did. I did seriously. Finish on top. (laughs) Finish on top. That was it. Peter Reid, you can't beat that. I did. After that, I went back to Hong Kong. Worked for a little bit, came back here, and that was. I, I didn't retire. retire. 
that was I'd had, I'd, that was you know I'd been on the road for three years and I, I'd sort of reached a level that I was happy with and it was time to move on with other things in life. Uh, life life's hard as an athlete team, you know, three years. Yeah, I get back to what you're saying. So, oh, you know, yeah. So, so they had the other race last week, and, and so that uh, it, it's an awesome race. If you ever want to go to a destination race, it's it's a great one to go and do. And what I guess now the, the way they pitched it is you go to that race and you have a week in the resort and then you do a half Ironman. Oh, okay. And so I think that's so what that's an Olympic hard. race, is it or a short? Just over Olympic, 1.8 swim, okay. 55k bike, and I think the 12k run. So pro field, that is good prize money. Yeah, I think I think it's 75 to 100 thousand US. So I think oh, that, really that, well. um, it's not bad. Girls side things, you got Sam McGlone, you've got Belinda Granger. Oh, no, 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 no. Back to what I was saying before, is so with the Asia Pacific, you know, like for the races that maybe don't fall out, great. Mm-hmm. You, are they just going to put them in those races? Like, do you think they'll end up having one of these champs in New Zealand? And which race would they have? Because all the New Zealand races tend to fall out. Uh, that's a good question, and I don't know the answer to it. You know in I mean? Australia, they'll have seventy. They've got a number of seventy point three races, which will be qualifiers for this. Yeah. Um, but like, well, like, let's say that. What, what, like, what's the big one? What races we have? Port of Tauranga half, okay, so and that, that's where people will call it this year. But if they were, is this something they're going to rotate around? And if so, if they're going to have it in New Zealand, will these races fall out anyway? No, I think they'll leave it in Phuket. Oh, so you just think it's going to be an annual thing there? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay, so anyway, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But um, you know, okay, pro field with um, Sam McGlone, um, Linda Granger, Martina Dogana. Not many other. Um, oh, oh, Car- Caroline Stephan. That's right. I saw her name there. So she was. Uh, was she second or third in Kona? Third, I think. Um, I'm finding the men pro. Here we go, men pro. And men's pro. Again, no. I mean, oh, no um, Brian Rhodes is down there. Craig Alexander's down. But again, we don't know if these guys are all going to be racing. Hideo Fukui. He used to be a good ITU athlete from Japan. Um, good old Justin Granger, Luke Dragster, and Massimino. Kiagna, who won the Phuket race last weekend, Paul Ambrose, Tim, um, Timothy O'Donnell. So again, not not a bad field, um, but you know it's not, not flooded with uh, with the rock stars from New Zealand, Australia, and, and the Asia Pacific region. Okay, then um, I'm trying to get rid of websites. Okay, then uh, John, uh, good old the Running Man, being sure. Uh, Shaw is in Seashore, as mm-hmm. he told me. So that's why I remembered it. I just sent through some things about Ironman Arizona. And he's just saying, you, you do one, I'll do the next. Okay, he said he was uh, bike handling when Chrissy came off the bike. Her rear tyre was totally flat. I even squeezed it on the bike rack after we took it back to the coral to confirm, and she was grinning from ear to ear. So oh. obviously she did have to slow down. Poor old Rachel ear. Joyce came off the bike looking pretty terrible. Looked like she had a nasty wreck. She had several cuts on her knees, uh, and her knees looked swollen, sorry. It rained on, t- uh, on T2 on and off, so the pavement was fairly slick. The race officials threw down some carpet to try and help matters, and they did a little, so good on them for improvising. Nice. Uh, Sam Malone was at the race, but in jeans and a T-shirt, looking more like a media than the athlete. Well, she's, let's see if she races this weekend. Yeah. Andy Potts is number four, and I'm sure he would... Uh, I'm sure I saw his bike in T1 pre-race, but he was a no-show and did not start the race, but we know he did start this weekend, and he... Kicked ass. And he did send through another one just quickly. And on Jordan Rapp's uh, disc wheel, mm-hmm. he had Rap Star is Baxter. Nice. That was pretty good. I thought that was, that's why he's a Rap Star. Because he's combining the words. Oh, okay, John, what else? We've got Troy Grand Prix. He's got another race coming up. They've got a race called. Uh, what is it called, John? 
the series. Going to, well, they're basically going to have five races this season, so that's expanding. This year they only had two. Um, the races are going to be in UK, Ireland, France, Spain, and the Basque Country between May and September. Um, good prize money, these races. They really try to look after the athletes and take it to the next level. Go to the website, trygrandprix.com. I have a news. Now, this is only speculation, John. Yes. What do we say? Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly this is happening from a person called Larry. Mm-hmm. Larry, allegedly, we've all gone. Marinda Caffrey could be racing Ironman New Zealand. And she um, apparently he bumped into her somewhere, and apparently that was what was the whispers about. Wow. So we'll see that. It'll be interesting because Joe Lorne will be rocking up again. and we'll, Yeah, you know, we'll have Gina. Some, yeah, we'll have some good. Just have a good race with those three girls, yeah. Be awesome. you got to give it to Caffrey, don't you? Well, especially if she's anywhere near them coming off the bike, you know, she'd, you'd expect her to run a good, good five minutes quicker than, if oh, not more ten, than five. Yeah, probably yeah. more like ten. Although Joan, you know, Joe and Gina are at their very best. They're, they're low threes, so you know, if she runs two fifty, <laughs> five, five to ten. Yeah, wow. You'd be gutted eh, if you're like someone like Joe or Cam. Like, imagine this year of Cam. Well, yes and no. You. You want to be better. no. This year, I bet you Cam would like an easier. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know he's going for his tenth Ironman on the same location. But he has had a few easy rides. Yeah, oh, relatively. Totally. And this year, the chances of being easy rides are even higher because there's no prize money and there's no. Mm. You know, if you look at the big scale of things, New Zealand's not one of the appealing races. It just now. depends whether Terenzo rocks up or not. Yeah, true, mm. true, true, bro, true, bro. So we'll wait and see who's going to turn up to Ironman New Zealand. Sold out, first time ever. Really. Yep. And it sold out really quickly, really too, didn't quickly. it? Yeah, all the Aussies are coming over. Okay, then, uh, sponsor. Athlinks.com. Tell me about it, John. So one thing that I haven't looked at a lot... Oh, John, can I do this? Sorry. Yes. Can I just quickly do this? Go this, it. Sorry, sorry. People have been telling me I'm interrupting you too much. It's okay, you carry on. Can I not allowed to interrupt you? No, you're not, <laughs> Just um, the Iron Man, Blaz- Man Blazement song's out. I thought it was already out. No, yeah. they, were, they were making it. Right. But now you can actually buy it on iTunes. So I'm going to put a link to that on imtalk.me mm-hmm. so that you guys can go and support Blazeman. I'm probably close to two bucks on iTunes and you can support a cause. It's a great cause. Very good. Okay, back to Athlinks, Sean. Athlinks. So one thing um, they have got on there that I haven't looked at a lot in the past is the Action Spy. So I guess it's it's not like a wall on Facebook. It's more like you can actually look at everybody's sort of um, information. So if you make anything public when it, um, when you're posting anything on Athlinks, it'll come up on there. So... Basically, if you've got spare time and you want to check out what's going on in the world of, nice. uh, of athletes and, and updates and results and what have you, just go on Athletics and you click on the, the Action Spy and then that sort of updates on the most recent results. So you just got to check out what anyone's doing. Yeah. It's kind of the, it's the, con- the combined world of Athletics. It is. Nice. So, and also, if you want to support Athletics, which who support us greatly, they've still got their T-shirts on there. They're only 18 bucks. That's what I can't get about fashion. it. How can you get a T-shirt for $18? It's a good marketing, Bevan, you see? Well, it's good. I love the $18 price point because it's not 20 Yeah, it's, it's not, and it didn't even go nineteen ninety nine. No. They just went 18 bucks. You know what I reckon I've done? They've gone, let's go no profit. Let's yes. get exposure out there. Totally great. What's the cheapest we can do it for? Let's go nineteen ninety nine. No, but we they, can do 18 They look quality. They look oh, well, that's the thing. They're cool. Yeah. And they're fitting. I like that's a right. fitting t-shirt because yes. I'm buff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those guns. Here. Those guns. <laughs> so, uh, flinks.com, check out the Action Spy. Also, make sure you get your t-shirt. $18, it's a bit of a no-brainer, John. That's right. Athlinks.com, get on it. You know what I'm going to do right now, John? What? I'm going to go to Athlinks. Go on to Athlinks right now, we're going to talk about the discussion of the week. Uh, James, the wise one, Botel, sent through this week's question. If you're trying to get your partner slash spouse uh, into participating in the sport you're training in, what are the best tips for doing this? 
Yeah, Miller would English you. Not a record breaking week for us. But we've got a couple of posts. Moira takes the cake. I'll, I'll, I'll do Moira's if you want. So I'll do first one. James Bellamy, it was my um, other half that got me into triathlons. I originally came from a cycling background, and when a work colleague of my partner talked her into entering a sprint try, I thought I'd give it a go as well. So I entered, came in top 25 out of 1,500 people, and wow. was hooked. I ditched cycling as my only sport and signed up with Gavin Rogers at Tri Central Manchester as my coach. Go loving, Tri Central. Loving every minute of it. Of my training and competing. My partner has also signed up with Gav. Nice. Good old Gav, eh? Gav, that's my dad's name, Gavin. Gav, you sent through a little bit of information to us. Yeah, Gavin. Tweaky, didn't we call him? Yep, I think you're right. Yeah. Good yeah. memory. He yeah. was one of the very first ones we did. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I think you came up with him, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, it was from like, <coughs> who was Tweaky off? It was off uh, uh, Buck Rogers. That was it. Yeah, it's Gavin Rogers. There we go. <laughs> oh, I love you. Coming together. Good old Tom Chambers. Don't try to get them involved unless it's something they really want to do. My wife decided to try the sport given out the time I spent training and racing. And while she enjoyed the initial <laughs> feeling of completing a triathlon, she did not really enjoy the training. After doing a sprint um, race nine months after giving birth to a twin, she decided that the training was not enjoyable and why she was doing it was not why she enjoyed it. Uh, she, uh, she knows... Uh, she now does gym classes which she really enjoys at the moment and is doing more training than me not hard uh, so only push them to if they enjoy it otherwise look for other ways to balancing your life to ensure that they can train and race with this you can train and race with their full support this is very similar to my situation um, with Belinda at the moment has she ever done triathlon? no but she's like she's no, done a half never. marathon no no no, no she's, ever, she's not she, she likes swimming casually in the sea but not yep. swimming lengths or anything um, but she's currently training up for my triathlon just doing a team and so she's running two oh, or three she? times a week um, she's always at the gym yeah well she's not she doesn't go to the gym very much but that's the thing she enjoys the gym a lot yep. um, doesn't enjoy her running that much but it's a meet you know at the moment she's doing it because she's building up a goal. race yep. but uh, I try to sort of encourage her to maybe do the April Tasman race which is oh, 36 yeah. k's <laughs> Um, so how long wait a second how long is your triathlon five five <laughs> she's, done, she's done a half marathon just needs to start double up she's sweet double up don't you mean like quadruple up yeah but she's uh, she wasn't that keen on that and um, so certainly haven't pushed it and so I encourage her with the gym well when you sign up sign me up and we'll do it together we'll do it next year yeah yeah well yeah. when you sign up get us both in I will that could be your job okay I'm on, I'm on it Okay. It's a showdown. It's a showdown, I'm not, okay. I'm not very good at trail running, though. You're going to kick See, I ass. do like trail running. Yeah, nice. Suck at it. Yeah, trail running is to my advantage. Yeah. But then again, I, I think you're a bit, bit better runner than me at the moment, so I'd have to train for it. We'll see. Okay. Moira Terry um, had a great post here, so she had a bit of a high five. Now, Moira is a Kona qualifier. Did she race down in uh, Ashburton? I, I can't say I saw her. And Moira, I haven't seen your entry come in for the House of Travel Triathlon Festival yet, so sort get out. on it. Sort of. Um, Right, only if you ever want to see less of each other to get them both into triathlon. <laughs> My husband offered to run the marathon, having never done one before, in Challenge Monica because I was stuck for a runner. I wanted to do, uh, he wanted to do some running to get fit for soccer. He enjoyed it so much more than he expected and now does ultra marathons. Wow. Um, so here's my tuppence worth. Ask for their help or advice. An outside opinion is often very beneficial and gets them involved. Everyone likes to feel needed. Great. She's doing a high five here. It's nice, great. Okay. Their support for events. <coughs> Wait a second, should we go? So, you know, if it's high five, we should. Okay. Yeah. Their support for events is a great way to be included and hang out and meet other people. Some of the rubs offs uh, that can help out as well. Hold on on offering advice on how they can become fitter, faster, stronger, etc. It will scare them away. Not everybody wants to be an obsessive Ironman. I think it's really important. One thing with your partners is, like I know when I first started, I had a partner who wanted to teach aerobics. And you're like, I'm recognised as, you know, one of 
even without setting up myself, one of the best in the world at what I do, and she didn't want to hear anything from me. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's that's a really important point because, you know, like, they're having their experience, mm-hmm. and sometimes we can be a bit know about it because, you know, like John's a triathlon coach, so if Belinda wants to do it, he's got a lot of good advice, but he's actually not the person to hear that no, from. No. And so in those situations, that's, that's a really good tip. Um, be prepared to give them as much support as they as you would want from them. Sometimes it's will mean compromising your own training, time, and energy. Totally. Give your partner time out from chores. I'll do the dishes and get the kids off to bed if you'd like to join that gym class or go for a walk with your friends. Good. Your dreaming comes in, um, comes to mind. It's hard to get involved with a sport if you always feel there's a million other jobs that need doing first. Yep, that's good. Uh, that's my high five. And for the classic sixth, don't push them. The benefit and passion you'll uh, have for the sport will shine through. But if they don't want to do it, that's fine. Love them for who they are. That's John, there's a song on that. There you go, Moira. Fantastic. Go Richard Saw's saying, I agree with some of the com- other comments. It's okay to invite he or she into the sport, but don't push it. If they bite and get hooked, congratulations. You now have to compete with each other for training time and try gear budget. If they don't honour and involve them as much as a supporter, uh, you can uh, reciprocate for their support by racing in great places where they can enjoy the experience as a part of the vacation. This way, both can enjoy the sport and get something out of it. I need to cough. <coughs> so, outstanding posts. John, your thoughts? S- small, uh, I'd really echo pretty much what Moira you and Tom, Tom Chambers um, I love the echo. said. Very good. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, echo, echo. You just let them let them be. Uh, feed them whatever information they want, <coughs> and try not to push it down their throat too much. And yeah, I mean, at the moment, I've got given Belinda a, a program that she's following very diligently for her for a run. Oh, so she, you have, she's listening to you. Yes, but in a normal circumstance, she probably wouldn't. No. <laughs> and so I think you know. Give help when it's asked, or if you really, really think it's required, and then just chill out and let them. Just chillax. I think you've got to you've got to help your partner find the movement they love. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I always believe that the key to fitness is finding movement you really love and setting good good challenges around those movements. So, um, you know, what? If, if you can get them trying it, all good. But do it. Don't do it in a way that's pushy, like everyone's saying here. Mm. Just say, hey, you come along, try this, and try. And if you're gonna get them to try it, don't try it in like a half man or something like that. Mm. You know, get them to do something like John's race, where it's a little bit smaller. We can just give it to the sport a bit of a, you know, dip your feet in the water and get a feel for it. And if they enjoy it, we'll then encourage them towards it. But if not, it's not their thing. And I think for most many many athletes having a little bit of a group environment helps a lot so Belinda when she trained up for a half Ironman she had three or four girls that she'd run with yep. and that made a huge difference um, yep. so if there is some sort of if you've got some mates um, who hey, race team. similar speed exactly <laughs> race team um, that's that's sort of the ideal setup for them must say we should probably do a high five on how to get your partner not to hate triathlon ok we'll get you to do that one. Oh, how about you guys the listeners do that one <laughs> How about one listener that you can make it funny? How do you get your partner not to hate triathlon? Because okay. that you know, like, because I know a lady at the gym. Her, her partner's a cyclist, mm. and she does talk about being the cycling widow. Yeah, and I think it frustrates her at times the amount of training and money and all that. So how can we help your partner to not hate triathlon? Okay, it's a high five. Okay, this week's discussion. I had one and then I changed it. You vetoed it, didn't you? Because um, I just remembered the other one I wanted to do. Bevan was saying to me the other day, we should do some more more interviews and stuff. And I thought, yes, I agree. Um, we do a, a reasonable number of pro athletes and I don't really want to do more than what we do at the yeah. moment. But I thought it would be really good if we can have some knowledgeable people on there who are professionals in their field. and Can bring uh, more knowledge to us so we can become better athletes. Yeah, so, but basically, if, if you know of people and have contact details... Um, 
or, or really suggest people you know are fairly open and don't mind coming on shows like this. Put them down there, you know, things like nutritionists, maybe biomechanists, um, bike fitters, I don't know, any, anybody that you think will um, Bring benefit the I Am yeah. Talk community. Get their names up there, and if you've got their contact details, maybe flick them through to us on email. Speaking of which, don't we have M on the show next week? I think we do. I think you might be right. Yeah, pretty sure mm-hmm. I am, actually. Okay, let's put some music on, John. Here we go, here's the music. Age Grouper of the Week. And good old Scott Barber sent through this one. He says, Hi guys, love your work. I'm listening to your last show about exceptional age grouper that you interviewed, and I felt compelled to share with you a story about a guy I met. His name is Graham Copper, and we met on Cooper? the oh, Cooper, sorry. Yeah. And we met on the plane to Iron Man St. George. He was travelling with his wife and two kids and was very humble in sharing with me that he has done several Ironmans in the past, including Kona. He told me that he trains on his own, no coach, no team, nothing. After the race I saw him again and we exchanged stories. He told me he won a roll down slot for Kona in the very competitive age of 40 to 44 and the family was already looking forward to a trip to Hawaii. When I got home I was looking at his splits and I googled his previous races. Turns out he was a much bigger deal than he let on. A few years ago he won the Western States 100. Uh, which is obviously a long run. It's a, it's a hundred mile race. Okay, and uh, completed several Ironmen with exceptional times, even qualifying for Kona in his previous age groups of 30 to 39. He is also apparently a big time executive for a company in San Diego, which is a one hour plane commute, commute from where he lives in San Francisco. That's all I know about this guy, but his successes have been really inspired me, and I would love to know more about how and when he trains. Sorry about the length of this email, but I know you guys would appreciate his story. And if you get him on the show, that would be awesome. Put his name on and Google it. And what did you do, John? I put his name in. And you Googled it. it. Found some information out on him. So that's a good thing about Athlinks. Um, you know, chucked it into Athlinks. Well, no, I didn't chuck it into Athlinks. It actually came up on Google as Athlinks. And he does have a fairly impressive set of results here. And he had a, did have a good result at Kona as well. Really? This year? Just was, let's just, my memory serves me correctly I think it was 10 hours 12 minutes and it's going to come up any second now yep and yeah he has a, a number of ultra results there look at that John you've got a pretty great memory mate 10 hours did you do mega memory no I did not I think memory. you don't remember that you did mega memory because that was pretty impressive and that's the thing about athletes like he hasn't actually registered on athletes but it basically pulls up um, yeah, that's great, all his it? results on there so he's, a, he's a racer isn't he look yeah. at him Big, he's got marathons in there. He's got the rock and roll marathon. So, yeah, good result. But also, it also pulled up a another blog page done by Mitch Thrower, who's actually one of the guys who does, writes for Triathlete magazine, and he's also profiling Graham Cooper in there and just saying what. Well, a, so, so Mitch athlete. obviously did an article, the ninety tips and secrets for triathlon or something, and, and Graham Cooper had tip number seventy four. When you're doing an Ironman and it's your kid's birthday and you want to wear a tank top on the run, don't use Marcus Marks a lot indentable marker to wish your son happy birthday. After two miles, I was feel, two miles I was feeling really bad. By mile three, I was encapsulated, uh, throwing up, intestinal distress, headache, etc. So obviously the marker kept her onto his body and. Yeah. I sat down on the side of the road thinking my day was over and the fumes from the marker lot started watering up, uh, wafting up, and I was gagging. I took off the t-shirt and recovered after 10 or 15 minutes sitting on the curb. If you take your t-shirt off in a race, you can travel? Uh, at some races you do, yeah. But I'm sure you can. What do you think about naked etiquette, John? Because is it okay in today's society to mow your lawns with your top off on the street? 
Well, I, I don't do that very often because you get grass all over you and stuff. So another uh, weekend, I was mowing my lawns, John. Yeah. And you know, I don't do it that much because I don't have that much lawn, luckily. But yeah. and I was I was in my backyard because it was a beautiful day because Christchurch does seem to be having a nice spring slash summer. And I was doing my garden and I had my top off and you know because it's a beautiful day and and I got to doing my lawns outside and I thought should I put a top on or should I not? I don't think it matters too much. Okay. But it's interesting in races. I had it when I had my kids' race at the weekend. All the kids wanted to know if they had to wear t-shirts, and I said, "No, you don't." So the girls, the girls were mostly wearing togs. Which <laughs> we were all wearing togs, which was great. So you let the boys run with their tops off? Yes. Oh, good. And that's old school try. That is old school running, isn't that. it? Um, Bare feet. You just had shorts on, didn't you? Mm, I didn't make them have to wear shoes, so. What was that? Because they had to run down a concrete path, and I don't know. Uh, you know, stub toes. Didn't want to. But health, stu- and, health and safety risks. Stub toes are a part of growing up, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yes. It would stub your toes. So really annoying, wasn't it? In a triathlon, hmm. I don't know. I don't have a strong opinion on it either way. Yeah. Oh, obviously he lost it in this one. So anyway. Anyway, um, fantastic racing. Good to see it's all, all his results up on Athlinks. You know, he's one of those all rounders as well. He's got a busy job, got a family, qualifies for Kona, and also does. Do you know what he is, John? He's a successful person. And he's our age, age group of, of the week. week. Graham Cooper. Copper. Cooper, I think it is. Cooper. Copper Cooper. <laughs> Joe Cooper. You are our age group of the week. Love your work. Okay, sponsor Extreme Endurance. I was actually on their website yesterday and just thinking, what can we what can we have a bit of a chin wag about today? You're good at that. I do like the way John does this. He does the show notes, you see. So we have we have the things we do with the show. Mm-hmm. John does the show notes. And he always says, what are we going to talk about with the sponsors? And I like that, John. Good. Because I'd wing it and I'd probably say the same thing every week. That's but not right. John. No. Does his piece. So I was looking on there and I saw a little sponsorship button. I thought, oh. Oh, back it up. Back, back it up. I like, you like do, the free do, stuff. Pull that, pull that page up, would you, mm. big boy? What'd you call me? Big boy. Oh, okay, big boy. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> it's if you are an aspiring athlete or you're a high performing athlete, um, you know you can obviously use extreme endurance, but they've also got a sponsorship program, which is great that they actually publicise that and say, right, we're going to sponsor this many athletes. If you send us through the details, basically what you do, you you um, fill in a form on their purchase page. They said you. Um, whoa, oh, whoa! Why don't we just go extreme endurance? Yeah, that um, the page. You, they, they send you through some product and they send you through contact some contact and athlete sponsorship great they send you through some product and also um, some extreme endurance tattoos you do a race with the tattoos on make sure somebody takes some pictures of you you send that through along with your results and your sort of CV and then they sort of decide where you fit in their scheme and whether you're accepted on their program they've sort of got a gold program which I'd guess that's like the Yvonne Van Vlerkens of this yep. world they've got a secondary program um, and then a third program where it's basically a discount um, discounted rate so if you're you know we know that we've got a number of very good athletes out there a number of high performing age groupers if you if you'd like to give it a try and you, you think you can offer them something in the from regards to a sponsorship deal then um, get on there and try it out if you're not in that sort of league as we've discussed over the last few weeks um, most people seem to be saying that it's helping them a lot with their recovery and that's that's how I've sort of felt about it and um, and they've also got other products in there if you're a regular buyer of you know things like glucosamine and your omegas and stuff support these guys because they support the show and you get a good quality product yeah it's really great stuff so check it out it's xendurance.com um, and I've got the German and English option up on that website there so you, you know your flags you know your flags yes I do well it's only because I went to Germany okay uh, let's put on some music John here's some music <laughs> Coaches 
corner. Nice, you held it a little bit longer than you, mate. That's right. I like that. It's sharp. So on Tuesday, December the 8th, 2009. Oh, so it's almost to the year. Yeah, we got an email in from John Hancock. The He's asking if I'm, doing the, if I'm doing a half. No, I'm not. Yeah. No. <laughs> but he did. I did. Yeah, he had a pretty good day. I was happy with that race. Um, so John was saying a few months ago, John mentioned he was doing some tri stuff um, for small kids in the tri club. Etc. Etc. And he really wanted to know. <laughs> so he's trying to help out kids in the tri club, and you respond a year later. Ah, oh, yeah. Well, I want to make sure our program gets one up on everybody in the country. Um, thinking eight to ten year olds here is much more about basic technique and having fun than all the sorts of things you'd be doing on an elite junior camp. Got any tips, structure that you could share? I don't think it'll be given away to too many secrets. Well, obviously, he thought you were. Yeah, he so waited a year. So, I basically run a junior program for our Can I ask club. questions? Yes, you can. Okay, so you run a junior program. What, what age group are they kind of targeting? So, we uh, basically 8 to 18-year-olds. So, we split it into age groups. We've got what, we, what I call the tri... I came up with cool names. Nice. Tri-kids tri is sort of 8 to 11-year-olds. Nice. Tri-devils is 12 Ooh, to 14-year-olds. Nice. The devils. And 15 and above is the black squad. Nice, that's good, John. Because you can't go stupid names with that guy, no, that age group. Because no. I just think oh, that's cheesy. And we are because it's been going so well. We're probably going to add in another group in the middle, which is the I'm going to call the Tri Stars, which is the sort of 10 to 12 year olds. Because what we found is when they hit that sort of 11, 12 mark, they're sort yep. of in between the groups, and most of them don't want to be with sort of the eight year olds. Yeah, because that's. Yeah. But we want to keep them separate from the 13 to 14. Because they're too cool for school, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So we're going to have a separate group in there because it's going well. And we can we can afford to do that. So so one of the first things is to develop different really obvious groups. Mm. Okay. And have that as you you know as well, is have that sort of team culture. So they all get t shirts yep. and like at a race at the weekend they're all wearing their t shirts yeah. and have that sort of belongingness um, and they really, really appreciate that. Okay. Um, but so for really, your junior programme, what are you focusing on? So, you know, it's really about skill development, having fun, and basic fitness. They're the sort of three principles of, of what we do. Um, so each session, you know, we'll always do a little bit of a warm-up, but we'll always have a skill, <coughs> skill component in there. You know, swimming drills. We spend quite a bit of time doing transition drills and, and bike skills and trying sometimes trying to make them into little mini races. Yep. Um, but then we do have a, a fitness component to the session, and that gets more and more as they get older. Um, but our sessions, are, we have two, two a week. Um, How long are for? Uh, about an hour, um, but there's a, you know, there's a reasonable amount of downtime in that in the yeah. hour. You know, it's it's broken up to short things. So for running, for example, you know, probably wouldn't get them doing more than one k um, yeah. at a time. Uh, but keep it pretty short. But also the key is some, to, to have some fun. So I structure a session typically warm up, some skill work, some sort of main set where they might do some swim rep, bike run reps, or some some sort of repetitions, um, and then some fun stuff at the end. Or combining those two. They love to race, but they also love relays and, and obstacle courses and things like that. Do you do it as a like? Is it a ten week program or is it a is it an ongoing group that goes all season? Pretty How on, do you do it? Ongoing. We have basically split into term one and two, two, term four and term one. So it's a summer program, yep. and they pay a fee for for each term. Yep. But oh. um, we, what I would like to do in time is to actually have it more structured, have a sort of a syllabus that they, they work through. Yeah. You know, yep. a whole bunch of skills so about development and all that kind of stuff like that. Mm. Just um. Can you tell with the younger kids who's going to be talented? Uh, you can tell if they've done a lot of sport prior to coming point. along. Okay, you yeah. know, just the way they move, and then you look at them, and typically their parents are athletes as well. Yeah. So they've they've just they've they've run. Yeah. And they haven't maybe done anything structured, but they've run. Yeah. Um, one thing that I'm 
a little bit concerned about is like some of the 11, 12, 13 year olds are doing a lot. Like one of the, I was at a school the other day and the kid was saying he'd gone and done short bays the day before, which oh, is really? a 45k hard ride yeah. in Christchurch. Very yeah, that's, hilly. It's a tough hill ride. And like he's only 11, 12 years old. I thought it's a little bit too much. Yeah. So got to try to hold them back a little bit. The key is, is having fun and, and working on that technique and skill development and trying to, the challenge is trying to make that fun. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then, so what are the basic principles, uh, kids' principles such as? Um, so one <laughs> thing sure that, that I've been trying to work on a lot for this term is actually trying to develop the kids comparing themselves to themselves. Great. Because especially when they're at that sort of, you know, there's a big difference between a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old. And if yeah. they're training alongside them, they might think they're rubbish all the time. So one thing I've started this term is we've got a report card that we'll give them at the end of each term. And on there, that will do um, a number of time trials during the, the summer and... It's about them improving on yeah. themselves. So we yeah. have a, a set session where we do a duathlon time trial out at um, Wigram Air Base, which is one of the areas we use, and we'll repeat that, and then they basically just see if they've gotten any quicker. It's interesting, that stuff. We're, um, I've just been reading this report recently about fitness, and they're talking about how with fitness, um, they're basically defining fitness in two types of people. The people who have done exercise for more than six years consistently, mm-hmm. and then people who haven't done exercise, you know, or less than that period, who have always kind of struggled with it. And they're saying that the people who have done it for forever just want intensity at the end of the day they just want intensity and growth whereas the people who've done it before you know have struggled with it actually don't want intensity at all they just want success mm-hmm. and something like that's really great because people who who are new to fitness and are struggling with fitness are comparing themselves with everyone else the whole time mm-hmm. and they often are thinking they're a failure mm-hmm. because they've their experience of fitness has been you know unsuccessful so that reaffirms the whole time oh everyone's beating me I'm really bad so it mm-hmm. gives them another reason to stop whereas something like this like oh, well this is you this is where you're improving it's a really good idea just to stay focused on the right stuff eh? and so I, I agree I think it's good for the ones that are struggling but I think it's also really good for the ones that are doing well and are always winning is saying well you're winning but are you, you know, improving are yeah. you improving yeah. and so it helps to, to push them and those, and well. those people want you know they're often motivated by the challenge so that's good mm. for them whereas the ones who aren't so much motivated like someone like my daughter if she were to come to this she wouldn't care to win mm. but if you can get her to be successful in the program mm. then they'll keep her in exercise so, so it'll be yeah. interesting to see how that goes and then some other skills that I'm trying to instill in them that you don't, you know, someone, if you come into the sport when you say 30, 40, whatever, you don't have that background in the individual sports. Things like learning how to use the clock in the pool. Great. And that keeps it interesting, tries to keep it interesting. And then, hard thing that I'm, I really struggle with is trying to get them to learn about pace control and introduce sort of different intensity zones because most of them have sort of maybe two, maximum three speeds. It's all either easy, oh, yeah. balls to the wall, and sometimes you can get them to go somewhere in the in between. What do you do races where you have to, like, predict your time? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, you say, so for example, okay, we're going to run a K, and you, you know, you put another ability, so you get a group mm-hmm. of the faster ones, okay, you know, you have to do this in three minutes, and you win if you're the closest, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's actually a pace race. I'll take that note yeah, down. Just, I'm, just I'm liking passing it. Passing it on, mate. Yeah. Um, so pace control, and then a lot of skill work on the bike, and if we had more you know, resources, then doing things like mountain biking, I think is very, very good for young kids on the yep. bike, because it teaches that skill, that balance, and you may not think you really and need that. it's a little bit more enjoyable for young kids too, it is. isn't it? Yeah. But you may not think you need that for pure time trialing, you know, Ironman stuff, but the more comfortable on you are on the bike, um, you're going to just be a lot more efficient on this. So if we can teach that from an early age, um, it's great. As the things that I've learned, you know, this is only our second season doing it. We've doubled our numbers. We, the first year we had um, about 25. This season we've got already got 50, and wow, we're not great. even not even halfway into the the, the program. Um, but as I said, kids love to go hard and fast, and uh, they love to race. So I always try to 
incorporate yeah. some sort of racing um, into it each time because they just. How do you do with the it? kids who aren't good? You know what I mean? Like because, I, like I've done some, I've done a lot of kids stuff actually, and you, you always get those three kids who are just kind of not good, and but and you don't want them to feel bad. Like how do you deal with that? This is where my point number three, doing relays, it was oh, a revelation right. for me. Really? Um, I, I t- over winter, I took a, a group um, just once a week, and it was probably only a group of about 10 to 15, and there was one or two that came along because they were either brother or sister or friend, and they were basically there to fill in time. Mm-hmm. They weren't really that motivated. You'd be doing things. Yeah. They'd sort of stand around and not do it. It'd be hard work. All of a sudden, get them doing a relay, and they just gunning it. <laughs> really? Because so, the, the responsibility to the team. Yeah. So you kind of mix it up so you got good with bad. And, yeah. yeah. They absolutely gunned it. It was, it was just awesome. So I think that's a way to, to get them involved. One other thing that is really useful for us is we've bought 30 wind trainers for our club. Yeah. And so, you know, you put them on the wind trainers, everybody's equal. Yeah. Obviously it's hard to push some people they don't want to be pushed, but, yeah. but um, it's a way to equalise things out. So yeah. that's worked in really well. Um, and as I said as before, the, the, you know, the... Do you know a tip just is, is from group fitness for when it comes to push people already pushed is make make the um make the the motivation smaller so like for example you might say okay guys we've got to go for a minute but even the kids who don't want to be pushed so much you just work on the last 15 seconds yeah you've got to make it to the point where they think it's believable yeah you know because they might go shit at the minutes i'm not i can't do that i'm not going to try mm-hmm. you, go, you can give me 15 seconds mm. great and then you build on that mm. yeah yeah no they often go out balls to the wall and fail, then, die. And then yeah. if you try to bring them home it's good and as I said right before, uniforms I think are really important if you're setting up a, a program. And, um, Sense and we, of community, eh? Yeah, we, we sell we sell ours to the kids at, at a loss. You know, we yep. basically sell them for 20 bucks. It costs us about 35 to actually get them done. Yep. Um, but it, it's a really important part of it. Yeah, totally. So, no, it's all going very, very well. And you know, look, it sounds like you're doing really great work here. And I, I think the thing is, it's just this stuff teaches kids life skills. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not just, you know, hopefully you get triathletes down the path, which I'm sure you will. And it's building the sport in the community and all that good stuff. But it's teaching kids good lifestyle. It's teaching them how to work with groups of people. It's teaching them, you know, it's kind of like the scouts of our day. You're teaching them, you know, skill sets and stuff like that. And all that stuff is stuff that takes kids forward in life. And it just gives them character and skills that they can take into other areas. So, John, do you know what? What? Love your work. Love your work. We have to get you along for a, for a guest coaching session. Yeah, I love that stuff. I love kids. Mm. Yeah. Very all, good. All good. In the there hood. you go, John. You're, you're one year behind us now in Wellington. Yeah, you're going down. It's going to cost you 10 years. Exactly. <laughs> okay, then uh, let's put some more music on and then we'll go to website of the week. Here we go. Websites of the week. Oh See, we did that. We just knew. Ah. We speak on another level, John. We do. We just have this thing between us. We do. People say I interrupt you. I'm not. I'm, I'm reading that message. Just listen, you can, you're inside my head. <laughs> I'm inside your head. Okay, who's that? You're doing a macker. You're getting in my head. I'm getting in your head. Rory Spice has sent through a couple of links, actually. Two links for you guys to have a look at. First is a six-year-old uh, Diana... How is that one? Nard. 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 We're not making fun of you, Diana. No, no. He was going to do swim from Cuba to Florida non-stop. So let's look at who's first, John. And uh, Rory sent this through on the 30th of September, so a little while ago. But unfortunately... December last... Oh, September. The weather has dashed the dream. Temporarily uh. spirits lift the dream lives on in 2011. So I had a bit of a scan through this. So she's a pretty impressive lady, Diana. She, in the... I think it was about 30 years ago, she was... Smoking it on the the circuit, you know, um, basically winning all these ultra distance swims and really swimming so. all over the place, 
swimming around Manhattan Island. She set a new record. God knows if you want to swim around there. I think the water would be pretty, um, yeah. pretty average. Um, and she did some amazing ultra-distance swimming. And then she basically did nothing. She got inducted, I think, into the Hall of Fame of long-distance swimmers and then really did nothing. And then now she's um, into her 60s and she decided that she would um, wanted to swim from Cuba to Florida, isn't it? I think it is. Yep, yep. Uh, yep. And yep, unfortunately, nice she was all good. Training was going perfect, and she was felt like she was out there going to rip it up. I think she said you know, she was ready to be in the water, I think, with either for 40 or 60 hours. That's how long it was going to do. And the other point about the swim is it was going to be the first time it had been done without a shark cage. Oh, really? So pretty uh, dangerous stuff. But the problem was she went over there all prepared. I don't know how long she spent over there, but basically weather just thwarted it, and um, and it wasn't possible to do it. She just didn't get that window of opportunity oh, to do really? it. So it had to be canned. So and in 2011. Yeah, she's going to be back next year. So July. an interesting story. Um, great to see somebody coming back after such a long layoff, and also you know she'll be a real inspiration for somebody who's 60 years of age. Not that that's that old, but this is a pretty oh, mega human I, face. I was interesting the person who goes away from the sport... <laughs> And comes back like you know what I've, 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 my Ironman career is over at this moment in my life. You know, like I can't mm. see myself doing Ironman over the next period of my life. And and I do think to the future. I think I wonder if I'll ever go back to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's like my memories. I was pretty sharp. You know what I mean. Yeah. And so so yeah. you know, like even right now, if I would get on train, I wouldn't be what I was. But the longer you leave it, the, the more you're letting that go. Mm. And I'm pretty fit because through my job and through I, I always love fitness. So I'll still be doing fitness, but. Um, I always find it interesting, and I'm, and I'm sure plenty of listeners out there have had this experience of really into the sport at a period of your life, go away from the sport, and then come back later on down to peace, and just what that is like in a different way, you know? I'm fascinated well, by that. It happens to a lot of people because it's usually children that interrupt yeah. the process, especially for Ironman stuff, and you see a lot of guys coming back in their 40s, yeah. 40s, 50s, guys and girls. I mean, like, okay, I'll, I'll do an Ironman at 50. Well, that's, well, that's the only, that's what I think in Kona when I'm in my 40s, that's the thing when I'll. Make the comeback. Yeah. To, to, to try to get very serious. Now? Thirty-four. Thirty-four. Kids will be sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. You go. Okay, kids. Thomas will be my support crew. Get out of the house. Boys trip. Boys trip. Boys trip. Thomas and I doing. Home. Thomas and I doing another boys trip. We'll, we'll do some shows around it. We'll get some sponsorship. <laughs> I'm sure you for the whole family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then, the thing it might be me me versus Thomas. You know, maybe twenty qualify. Oh, he'd top your job by then probably would 20 oh, well, you'll be sharp at 40s because yeah. you won't give it up you won't, right. you won't be you've ever a slate period I'll be, I'll be bent it must be hard as a parent it's up 10 it must be hard you know like because we're competitive people you know what I mean we love competing it must be hard as a parent if you get a kid who's an athlete and you're an athlete you've been an athlete your whole life there's always got to come that moment where oh, they're going to overtake it. you I'd love it I'd love the the period where you're competitive you're against each other yeah yeah, yeah. I remember in one of my very very early triathlons there's a family in Christchurch called the Harrow family and uh, Sarah Harrow ended up being a world under 20 champion because it used to be yeah. under 23s and she also got bronze medal in the elites and she was, she was a real world class athlete and then when we when we just started though she was a bit slower um, and I remember coming off the bike once and it was me her dad her and uh, and her brother was just up the road as well. Really? And the younger brother was just a couple of minutes back as well. So it would it'd be cool. Yeah, but then it's that moment where the crossover goes in mm. and they start to dominate you. I'd like it if 
that happen. Yeah. We'll wait and see. Yeah. But anyway, back to Diana. Um, fantastic that she trained up and she was in shape and ready to go. Unfortunately, she couldn't make it, but I'm sure she'll be back for another run. Well, then we've got another Sorry. website, marathon365.be. For Belgium. Uh, for Belgium. And uh, this guy is a nut bar. He's got, a, he's got an English flag, a Belgian flag, and a German flag. Nice, nice. And he is basically doing... That's a lot of work for a website, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, three of everything. Yeah, but Google's yeah. getting pretty good these days at doing the translating. old translating. Is it? it? used to be crap, but it's getting not too bad. Oh, okay. Not anyway, so deal is, he's doing 365 marathons in 365 days. Now, is this this year? Yes, he's uh, got 67 days to go. And wow. he's on track, because I was having a look through the site... And it's not like he runs a marathon race every he's day. He's just completing he's that it every day. And he's, he's, he's done 296, and so he's not got that many to go. Well, he's not. finishing in February. Oh, um, I was going to say, he's not going to make it. But, and okay. it's just insane. Wow, so have you read much of, of it? Well, I sort of scanned through, and you couldn't actually see, I couldn't find that much about what he has done. It basically, he had a schedule of what's coming up, and so he's in Belgium at the moment running a marathon a day. And then uh, he's done some of the big ones um, as well, but I guess you've got to factor in that that sort of travel as well, because if you've got to do one every day, it's quite a, quite difficult when you travel. So uh, you go go to his homepage. I think he had um, he had pictures on there of some of the recent ones he did. Uh, yeah, it's a lonely Athens, mission too, isn't it? It's did, just him. He did New York. Do you know what kind of times he's doing? Well, he's got one there, four hour twenty two. Twenty two. Yep. So. I think that's the thing. He's not he's not ridiculously fast like Carnese's Dean Carnese's. He's actually quite quick. Yep. When he, if he if he really tries to rip out a run, um, he's done London and Seville, and he's done Ghent, which is obviously a fairly close one for him. He's done Venice, so he's moving around. God knows how he's funding all that. He's got some good partners there. But, yeah, um, it looks like he's, he knows how to do some marketing. But the thing I find fascinating is how does this. What is, like, I remember reading this when because it was a while ago when we got the email I remember actually reading the website I was pretty fascinated with this guy and because he's, he's the kind of guy who's, who's always done stupid things like this you know what I mean? like he's just yeah. beat himself up his whole life the body be tough man like, imagine that every day I guess you, if he has been doing this stuff for a long time there would be a reasonable <laughs> amount of conditioning there yeah. in terms of things like blisters and what have you and um, I'd imagine he's taking his time to do a lot of them. You know, he's just cruising, but still running 42k's every day for a year yeah. is a lot. Now, I wonder if he's the first person to ever do it. He is because he is. He, uh, I was reading something, and one of the things that was motivating him was was the record. And I think somebody had 50 in 50 days or something yeah. like that. Well, so he's going to absolutely obliterate the uh, obliterate the record books. Wow. So and that, that was his motivation. And he I wonder if, like, 20 years from now, we're going. Thousand marathons in a thousand days. Surely well. There's <laughs> always someone who's on yeah. top of it, isn't it? So check it out if you're interested in that kind of nut bar stuff. Yeah. Uh, Marathon365.be. Yeah. It is in English and in. Check it out. It's, 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 I remember I spent quite a bit of time on the website when it first came out, and uh, it was definitely worth a watch. Okay, John, last sponsor. Coffeesofhawaii.com. Oh, get on it, John. You still get your free bag of coffee if you order over $40. Now, when they do that, John, do they have to go to our page first? No, I don't believe so. You I think use, they do. you got to use... Okay. Okay, we can go to our page first. I'm not quite sure. But anyway, the code is, I think... Oh, okay, uh, well, you give out the code. That's I why. I am 8, I think. But go through our page anyway. Yep, there's our page. Makes us look good. Yeah, there's John and me. There you go. And look at the new label. So you click up... Go I am talk.me, click on the copies. There's some M's cookies, logo. guys. M's, M's cookies. cookies. Oh, I love it. Oh, I'm going to have one of those this morning, I think. Yeah, I've got some of the peanut ones at the moment. They're yes, good. Yeah. Yes, nice. Okay, anyway, back to Coffees of Hawaii. <laughs> click on the Coffees of Hawaii logo. Come on through. 
Use yeah, it's IM8. IM8, code IM8, and you, as long as you spend over $40... You get a free bag of Kona Nightingale coffee with any purchase over $40. Promo code IM8 at checkout to ensure your free bag. And one other thing I was going to say, because I was on there thinking, again, what can we talk about, Bevan? And I know, you click on that link there, I know what you like. You know what I like, John? You check this out. Check, 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 check check it out. Anyway, I'm coming, it's coming, it's coming. And it's Microsoft Word, takes forever. Oh, John. Oh, cappuccino white. Chocolate covered beans, nice. Do you like a bit of chocolate? Five dollars ninety nine for chocolate covered beans. That's Six ounce bag. Yeah, that's one of those things. You know, it's one of the, like if you're gonna do the gift thing for Christmas now, again, get on the Christmas gift thing for Christmas right now. Mm. So you buy the coffee, but you buy this as well. Mm. It's a little treat beside it. Nice. It's only five bucks. No nice. brainer. They've all sorts. I got dark chocolate, white chocolate. Um, it's a Kona measuring spoon. Let's have a look, John. A Kona measuring spoon. Let's have a look. Color. Oh, to get your coffee, you know, you uh, get a nice portion control. Yes. You've got a pretty trendy spoon there uh, for 18 bucks. Oh, uh, John. Thermal snack. Oh, let me have a look at that one, John. Snack bag. Oh, that no, picture. <laughs> we need a thermal snack bag picture up there for us. Uh, the Bowdoin French Press. Look at that. Plunger. Yep, so you can, get all, you can get a full coffee set, can't you? Yep, you like you that can. little leg rub I just gave you there? Yeah, I was pretty excited. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just know I'm not going to go there. <laughs> so there you go. Get yourself a coffee. Get the extras. Christmas is coming. John and I are pretty intimate when we record the show. Sometimes he just gives me a rub just to get me through to the end. <laughs> okay, then. Coffees of Hawaii. Okay, so sponsors are? Athlinks.com. Uh, what is it? The, the Action Ticker? Action Ticker. Xendurance.com. Try to get them to sponsor you. And coffeesofwide.com. Yeah, maybe you can get a rub. Mm. <laughs> a John rub. Belinda loves it. Righto then, uh, I've got a few other things. Oh, somebody else told me this. Uh, I was gonna I was gonna mention that as well. Well, see, I do my peas. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I've been trying to do good with my peas lately. Because yes. I go through periods where I'm a bit slack. Mm. Don't feel I contribute to the show. Good. Whereas do my peas, I feel I'm doing my bit. Nice. Scott Long sent through a bizarre video. Now, did you watch this? I did, it was weird. It's weird. Yeah. Scott Tinley. It is a bit weird. Uh, uh, yes. I think we need to get him on the show. Mm. I think let's try to get Scott on the show before the end okay. of the year, maybe. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Does anyone know before Scott? The end of the year, it's in this month. No, I'll, I'll get his email off uh, Melina, it's no problem. Okay, well, well, let's try to get him on the weird video on YouTube. Tinley seems a little bit drunk. No, 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 no. That's, I think that's pretty normal for him. Well, he's always drunk. No, he's just, <laughs> no, he's, just he's like that. He's, he's, yeah, a, yeah. he's a character. Yeah. Interesting character. We need to get him on the show then, because yeah. he's the only one of the. We haven't got. Yeah. Mm. Yep. We Mark Allen. I'll get it sorted. I want to ask the Mark Allen question that I always think. Can I? Can I ask it? You know what I was thinking in Kona? You told me not to say. Oh, I can't remember. Okay. But I'm going to do it. John, I'm going to be controversial. Yeah. Mark Allen, greatest athlete of all time. Mum and Christie. Yeah. And Paula. You could debate there. Anyway, yep. Okay. Spiritual guru. Yes. Why does he never seem happy? That's true. Why does the guy never seem happy? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like in Kona, we're going up to him, and you know, you know, I'm sure he's getting bugged by a million people, but he never seemed happy. Yeah. <laughs> like if you, like sure, if you're gonna go to a spiritual level, yeah, it make you feel happy. But hey, John, maybe I'm putting my definitions of happiness on him. That's true. Maybe I'm not happy. That's true. Maybe you're not. Actually, I'm not, John. Thank you for rubbing my leg. Actually, you that made happy. your day. <laughs> okay, but anyway, Tinley's Tinley's doing his thing. He's doing his little rant, and it seems something's happened within WTC where they've kicked out Paula, Paul. Oh, I don't know. Well, who knows? I don't know if they've kicked out. Maybe they've moved on and doing different things. Well, we did notice that Paul wasn't in Kona this year. Yes, Paul Huddle was though. Yep. 
and didn't see Rock Fry or hear the few on the coverage when I was watching. No, neither. So maybe they are off doing other things. I know that Paul Huddle does run some of the WTC races. So he's basically, Scott Tinley's basic angle is saying, these guys aren't going to be involved anymore. And so it's, we don't really know. But may, I would imagine, they'd, I'd, I'd be very surprised if they, they were, but I'd say they're maybe just shifting to, to one other part of WTC. But he was basically saying that Paul Huddle, Paul Newby Fraser, Heather Fuhr and Rock Fry have done huge things for the sport. Oh, and, and, and let's be honest, and, they, and they don't get the much credit, credit yeah. or recognition. Yep. So if you're basically bitching and complaining, oh, I didn't get this in my race bag or I missed yeah. one cup of water on the run, you know, those people out there are volunteers, but those guys have, have done a huge amount for the sport. So, and, and let's but, be honest, these guys do deserve... Mm. big cred because you know what as much as the sport is huge nowadays mm. and what they're doing you know what those guys did to get it to that level was huge they made huge money in the the you know the late 80s and 90s but prior to that they were pretty much all all around and back in those days they were doing it for burger Lovers, vouchers yeah, and things yeah, like that yeah. so it was just a weird post on site it, it was YouTube. very weird it, it did make you think it was a bit on wiki becky but hey mm. obviously not Scott mm. get on the show because we want to hear what you're taking mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, and we've got a couple of other emails through from Rebecca Snow Ranger Smith she just saw that CNN were look, asking their viewers which sports they would like them to cover and as far as I can see it's a no brainer less golf more triathlon perhaps <laughs> we can rally the many listeners to pitch for this so she sent through a link that we can vote on CNN so I'll put that on dub 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 nice. IM Talk and then Ian Burns just saying he was listening to IM Talk uh, three, uh, 237 just to let you know that Lance Twitter pers- how do you say that? Uh, pseudonym pseudonym is in relation to his past testicular how do you say that one? testicular <laughs> testicular Cancer, John didn't rub that just for the record. <laughs> Episode, uh, Jan, Jan, Juan. Juan as in one, and Pelota as in Spanish football. So one ball. Somebody else said that to me the weekend, I did not know that. Yeah, it's quite good. I was wondering how the hell, what, what, how it meant. Yeah. But there we go. So he's only got one ball. One ball. Yep. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Chopped off. Apparently Buck Shuffled as well, eh? Yep. Yeah, well, his drop down the lead. Oh, so here we go. Here's a, here's a, here's why the All Blacks are legends. Yeah. Because Buck Shelford. Now, if you don't know who Buck Shelford is, you don't. You, you, need, you need to learn some you stuff. Learn some All Black. A, a legendary All Black captain. Never lost a game as captain. Just dropped. a hard, hard man. Was that he got dropped? It was a bit <laughs> controversial, but got um, played a game. His, his sack got cut open. Yeah. His ball. I think we've mentioned this before on the show. I don't think we've given it this much detail, John. His ball was basically hanging out there. Hanging out there. Did he stop, John? No, he carried Kept on. on playing. Yeah, that's what you're doing, you black. That's what you're doing, in New Zealand. Hacked it back in. There. You know, we're not soft us Kiwis. No. Hardcore. Grand Slam. Grand again. Grand Slam again, then, John. Well, that's that's this week's show, John. What's your goss? Some goss. Anything you need to plug before we move on? Uh, to, well, by the time this probably comes out, it's almost too late. Today is the last day before entry fee goes up at the House of Travel Triathlon Festival. Oh. Um, outside of that, not had my Splash and Dash Kids Challenge at the weekend. Go good. Good. What, what distances, John? Um, the young ones do 50 metres swim, 1.5k run, and oh. the older ones do, I think they did 350 swim. Younger being? 7 to 10 year olds. And over, the next ones did 150 metres swim, 1.5k run, and then the next ones did 250 swim. So, wait a second. Run. Is this in a John Newsom event or is this a triathlon club event? Triathlon club event, basically. The idea put on by is John put on by John Newsom, yes. <laughs> Primarying, uh, it's basically to, to put on an event and have a bit of fun, but also it's then we can promote our program, other programs to them as well. But yeah. a lot of fun. We had close to probably 85, 90 kids. So nice. again, double, we doubled what we had last year. So it didn't quite crack the 100. That was my goal. 
But um, nice day and a lot of fun putting on kids' events. And very e- so easy to put on aquathon events. You know, yeah. It's still a bit of organisation. Put it in a park yep. by a pool. Easy. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Where did you swim at Kutu? Joe Park. Oh, great. So it was all good. So they're running around? Uh, it was outside the park, out the back. Yep. So it's all good. And other than that... Oh, yep, yep, right. Here we go. Back it up. Here we go. So DJ BJ got his uh, got his playlist. Were you happy with the playlist? So the playlist was good, but we need a bit more pump in there for, for, for a bit of mixing. You know, you want pre-race? For, well, more, yeah, more for when we're trying to pump up the crowd. So I thought the good selection was nice, yep. but we need some things like um, Eminem, Lose Yourself, a bit of oh, yes, Eye of the no, Tiger. But, okay, no, but John, yep. I only gave you one playlist. Oh. Yes, because I had a pre-race playlist that I was playing it. Yes. There we go. Yes. Come together now. But the, the spread yes. over there. That was my background good. playlist. Yeah. So they have that playing popular music that people know. Yes. But it's not going to get them amped before the race or at the key right. moments. Ah, see. Here we go. DJ BJ is he's a mixer. <laughs> he's a mixer. So I had I had a bit of that calm stuff before they got in the water. Yeah. And then a bit of the umphing stuff. Yeah. No. So yes. You'll be mixing. Yeah. So it's all good in the hood. Um. So it was good and. Go to Christmas in the park. No. No, well, kiddies are in bed at seven o'clock, so no, no. Um, but today we're going to see Santa Claus this morning. Oh, are you? Yes. Wow. We have the picture every year. Have you ever been Santa John? No. I've been Santa about seven times in my life. Really? It's an interesting experience. Yeah. I like being Santa. Listen to this. Ho ho ho! Oh. It's a pretty good Santa, isn't it? Yeah, I can save myself fifteen bucks. Bring around, <laughs> bring around. Get your iPhone out, boom. <laughs> so the, I've been Santa a few times, and you find when you're Santa, a few things happen. Kids under two just cry. Yes. And they don't want to have a party yet, or they just look at you and stare. Mm. Kids over two, between maybe three to six, they love you. Yeah. And then after that, they just think you're weird. <laughs> but the worst time ever was we had a work function, yeah. and we had this outdoor picnicy thing. And they, they bought a, a Santa suit, but they bought, you know, the $2 warehouse one, which yeah. is obviously poor. Yeah. You know, like, it, it just obviously poor. So I drew the short straw, and they go, Bev, you can do it. So I'm oh, okay, I'll do it. I, I, I'm, I love kids, all that kind yeah. of crap. So well, I, go, I go into the public toilet at the park to get changed yeah. in the suit. All the kids run in the toilet and go, he's getting changed into Santa. <laughs> so then I'm literally stuck in the toilet for like 20 minutes trying to yell out through the hole for someone to get rid of the kids. It was a disaster, John. It was an absolute disaster. So, That's so good. So never again. So no, I'll do it again because I do like being Santa. I've got to go back. One other thing with my kids' splash and dash challenge, all the boys got checked. <laughs> oh, no, John. In the 13 to 15-year-old girl race, Boys but you know what? That, that's that puberty thing. Mm. Girl or woman? No, she was. She was. She was fast. Oh, was she? Mm. Uh. Boy, the first boy I was was only just behind her. Were you getting the photos done? Sorry. Were you taking the photos done? What do you mean? Like for Santa? Oh, Valentine's. Oh, so you're going high, high class. Yeah, we got high end of the year. <laughs> you don't go to around. Did they get photos last year? Each year, yeah. And was Felicity all right with the Santa last year? Okay. Yep. Yep. Did you lolly? Someone's gluten free. Ah, oh, yeah, no, they're generally, generally lollies are, for the most part, are okay. Mm. Bevan, what's happening in your world? Um, say, didn't happen? No, well, what Not happened, enough. John, is that we needed 100 people. We figured mm. we needed 100 people. We got 60 people coming along, because I said, I need a cut-off date. Cut-off dates, John, you need to know for planning, don't you? You do. So I said, I need, Tuesday before the race, we need to know if you're coming. So we send out the email, blah, blah, blah. Mm. 60 people will come along and then we got like literally 60 people saying we just can't make this weekend can you change it and I was mm. like oh well no we're, we're going to go ahead 
But then got to the Tuesday, so only 60 people was like, uh, pull the plug, I was a bit gutted. Yeah. As soon as I pulled the plug, yeah. about another 60 people were emailing me through going, Always, oh, I should have done it, I was going to email you. Email beforehand. It's, it's very frustrating when people don't enter things. Oh, so we're time. doing it, we're going to do it March. Right. Because uh, leading to Christmas, probably not this time of year, but mm. probably February, March we'll do it and hopefully people have learned the lesson that just email me. Just, right. It takes you two seconds to reply, go, I'm coming. Well, you do a, can you do like a Facebook thing with it or whatever and just go event and then they can accept or well no because I've done it even easier we've got a, I've got a database we've got an email push return reply say yes right how hard is it John it's not hard it's people not hard. it's not hard it's people. not hard so anyway I'm a little bit angry right now but it's okay no I'm not actually angry it's cool um, other than that I'm off to Wellington this weekend um, and that's about it John I think that's about it. It's Christmas in the park was great. When the kids are old rumbles enough. everywhere. Apparently there was drunken fights and stabbings and stuff. Yeah, only if you're on the outskirts. Right. If you're in the middle of your family. Because mm. we went with our friends. We took Joe, or my Joe, and then Kate. And my daughter's out there. She's probably having those fights with us. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it's a great night. It was really great. Good music, good entertainment. Not with the one-year-old, it's not. <laughs> no, no, definitely. But with a couple of years, it's good times. Nice. Okay, John, let's rock and roll. Uh, bike jerseys you missed out. They're getting ordered. They're ordered. I ordered them before I came around. Good. Did you get that email about the someone with payment? No. Hopefully you got the end. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Russ. I'm Mendo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia car.